Hello, my name is Christopher Demicio, and I'm the author of a very good novel, Coronavirus. Uh, you can find the whole thing at averygoodnovel.com, and you can also find it at vagabond.com, along with all the other books that I've written. Here you go. This is chapter 10, titled, Our Dear Leader. Zeta's friends were mostly postal workers. They instantly clicked with Bob, as just about anyone would do now that he, had a chariz- he was a charismatic magnet. In the early days of the pandemic, they met in cafes and restaurants, and one of them suggested they should start taking walks together, an idea which Bob liked. Once Bob liked it, they all liked it. You might think that a postman wouldn't want to do more walking when his route was done, but the truth was most mail deliverers loved the long walks that the post office afforded them, and they were ready for more. Bob met dozens of new friends who introduced him to dozens more. The daily walks became more like group outings. Bob's makeover wasn't extreme. His hair and beard were trimmed to the old, older hipster style. As for his clothing style, which tended to be shorts, jeans, or tie-dye t-shirts, that had to go away, but it didn't change into Brooks Brothers suits. Bob now wore chinos and black t-shirts, and if it wasn't too cold for a t-shirt, he would throw on a stripped-down Eisenhower-style postal jacket that lacked all the mailman insignia. It was vaguely military look that hinged on a northwest, back-to-the-earth theme. His Birkenstocks had been replaced with a pair of black sneakers, and the daily walk started shaping his body into something that looked less like a sack of potatoes and more like a middle-aged man. Just weeks into his friendship with Zeta, Bob realized that he didn't want to smoke weed anymore. He preferred to have his mood and thoughts sitting in a more transparent part of his brain. He didn't feel the need to cloud his thoughts, and his daily spikes of inspiration were far more powerful now than the surges of color that used to pass for thinking. In the weeks before the stay-at-home orders were put into place, Zeta suggested that they set up a Discord server where Bob could meet and interact with more friends and friends of friends who were being brought into the orbit of influence. Zeta called it Postbox. Bob was having fun meeting people, sharing ideas, and most importantly, having ideas shared with him. The best part about it was that the ideas would come to him And then in his mind, they would be blended together into a sort of cosmic idea smoothie, which he would then share with the others, and then the process would begin again. It was nonstop, but here's one example of how it went. What if we all just stopped paying taxes, someone asked in the Discord group. Bob liked the idea. I've never paid taxes, he told the group. Still, it's always bothered me that all that money that other people are paying would go towards institutions and people that are actually enslaving us. Yeah, it would be great if we could send the money from the taxes to where we wanted to send it. This came from a woman named Dee, who was a postal worker in Denver, about a thousand miles away from where Bob and Zeta were in Sacramento. The Discord group had grown to about 1,200 members very quickly, and each of them kept inviting more. Bob would log into the group voice chat each night and look at the numbers as they got bigger. Well, you do work for the post office, Bob joked. Can't you send it wherever you want? Everyone laughed, but it inspired a comment from Reggie, a postal clerk in the greater Boston area. You know, we had a clerk who accidentally misspelled the street on a change of address form. For three months, we were printing out and sticking labels that said Peach Street instead of Peace Street. I'm pretty sure those kind of mistakes happen all the time. (laughs) That's hilarious, Bob laughed. Too bad we're not hackers. We could hack into the servers and really cause some chaos. Now, to be clear, at this time, no one was plotting revolution. They were just a big group of people who really liked Bob and enjoyed spending time together with Bob. It wasn't like Bob had told everyone about Gaia and Salvia and his mission to destroy Donald Trump. He told Zeta and a couple of other woke new friends, but mostly no one knew why this had become the new favorite part of their day. It just had. A guy who hadn't said anything before suddenly jumped in on the text boards. Hey, guy, screen name Postal Nerd, typed. 
That's not funny. It's hard enough for those of us in the USPS Technologies Division to make things work the way they're supposed to. We don't need you hacking into our systems. If you did that, we might have to restart the COBOL mainframe. LOL. Hey, Postal Nerd, there are actually people in the Postal IT Division? I thought it was all run by robots. LOL. D asked in the text. My nephew is the tech leads at a startup here in Denver. Can you get him a job in your division when his startup fails? Sounds good to me, Postal Nerd wrote. Geeks need to take care of each other. You should invite him to the boards here. As a matter of fact, maybe we should start a special IT section. Oh, I'd invite him, but he doesn't work for the post office. Yet, D responded. You don't have to work for the USPS to be here, do you? Bob was genuine in asking. Genuinely naive, because they were all there because of him. He was concerned he was going to get kicked out, though. I mean, I don't work for the post office. This inspired a lot of LOLs and some open laughter on the voice chats and on the boards, and then a fairly serious debate about whether there should be any sort of restrictions on who could join. Ultimately, it was decided that the boards should be open to anyone that was invited by a member of the boards. Postal Nerds set up an IT section, which he or she called Geekbox. Dee's nephew and quite a few more tech-finded folks were invited to it. Generally, Postal Nerd ran Geekbox and took it upon him herself to come and update the regular group and Bob in the Postbox. The success of Geekbox inspired the creation of a dozen other divisions under Postbox. Postbox now had Geekbox, Moneybox for finance professional, Vetbox for those who had served or were serving in the military, Medbox for those who wanted to discuss health care or medical issues, Lunchbox for the foodies, and even Schoolbox for people to talk about kids, schools, college, and education. There were many more boxes, and each of them formed independently, and for some reason, probably because it was what Postal Nerd had done, they all came and reported what they were doing, news, events, ideas, etc., to Bob. Bob never asked them to do it. It just happened organically. Since there was a lot of noise in the main group as thousands began to join every day, Postal Nerd set up a private server called Box Tops, where box leaders could present any developments to Bob, who was invited to the server as the owner. When the stay-at-home orders began to be issued, Bob had around 20 new friends in his Sacramento neighborhood of Arden Arcade. Somehow, they had overcome his fear and distrust of the USPS and made him a brother-in-arms. When every other person in the country was told to stay home, the postal workers were still going out, door-to-door, delivering mail and gathering news. It wasn't always Zeta who came to Bob's porch. Sometimes it was Phil, other days it was May, but they were all friends now. Behind their masks, they smiled when Bob came out to greet them. They stood on the stoop and updated him about local politics and developments in the lockdown orders. He heard firsthand about how Governor Gavin Newsom was planning for the state of California to go into a lockdown. Bob didn't realize it, but he was one of the best informed people in the world in regards to new developments in the pandemic, politics, and power. People don't think about it, but the post office is everywhere. With the advent of the stay-at-home orders, the Discord server exploded. Bob found it harder and harder to interact with everyone who sent him messages, but he tried to respond to as many as he had time for. Some of these were friendly hellos. More and more started to feel like fan letters, and a few of them crossed the lines to become either terrifying or inspiring. On the general postbox board, users gave a name to when Bob would respond to a new user's comment. They called it a Bob Flash, and it was a sort of badge of honor, as in, Congratulations, Penguin Girl! You've been Bob Flashed! Bob thought the whole thing was silly, but it made him more considerate and careful in his replies and responses. Gradually, his time on the Discord came to be spent more on the box top section and less on the general boards. But he always tried to spend at least 20 minutes to an hour on the general boards, responding to newbies, talking with online friends who hadn't migrated to the box departments... 
And the growth of the post box was astounding, but more astounding was the organic way that it came to be organized. The box tops assigned users to scour the general boards for new recruits. Each box top head found themselves in the position of managing hundreds or thousands of users, and as such they had to appoint captains, lieutenants, and sergeants major. Their rank structure came from vet box. The head of VetBox was a Seattle postman who called himself Colonel Potter on the boards. He shared his organizational structure on the box tops board. Since I'm the colonel, my second in command will be a lieutenant colonel. Captains will be in charge of specific sections, and lieutenants will act as their secretaries and assistants. Sergeant majors, sergeants major are in charge of moderation and boots on the ground operations. I know that this might be difficult for those who served in different branches to get used to, but you're going to have to. A surprising number of the box tops had been U.S. Marines and found this system to be comfortable. Those who didn't have a military background learned it. Those who didn't like it quickly changed their mind when Bob said, That's so cool. I'm a general, conscientious objector to war, but this seems like a good way to organize. His comment inspired a lot of laughter, and the box tops all agreed that from that point forward, Bob would carry the honorary rank of CO General, which was short for Conscientious Objector General, and was shortened further to the honorific Cogen. In a little less than five months, Bob had gone from a tripped-out hippie to the leader of an army, but he had no idea. Bob was enjoying what was happening. He knew that it felt good, and he'd never felt so happy, but if you had told him that he was the leader of a movement, the commanding general of an army, the father of a revolution, he would have laughed merrily and told you that you were crazy. There were wheels in motion, and events were moving faster and faster, and it was at this point on April 24th that Donald Trump insulted the post office and pushed the process into high gear. Bob's work was already moving forward, mostly without him noticing, but when Postmaster General Megan J. Brennan instigated ROP 1-75, things moved into high gear quickly. Well, that's it. If you guys want to see the rest or listen to the other previous chapters, you can go to averygoodnovel.com or vagobond.com. Aloha.